I'm Roberto Baldwin, and welcome to the Stupid Podcast Ideas Podcast, where we take our worst podcast schemes, talk about what they could have been, and then promptly send them to the trash heap of hubris. A new podcast will be available every Tuesday and Thursday until folks don't want to talk to me anymore about their dumb ideas. Today's episode is sponsored by Electricity. It's how we do all this shit. Lights and computers and iPods, if those are still around, it's electricity. Welcome everyone to episode number nine of the Stupid Podcast Ideas podcast. And my guest today is human being and Engadget editor, also former co-worker, Nate Ingram. How you doing, Nate? Oh, I am just freaking fantastic, Robbie. Thanks for having me on. Would you say you're doing fan-freaking-tastic? I would say uh, for a Monday, I'm doing pretty good. Although I definitely fucked something up at work uh, before it was even 9 a.m. So that was awesome. Uh, and it's convinced me that I need to take a few days off. So I've got that to look forward to. But they'll be basically the same as all the rest of the days, right? Oh, and here she There's goes. a dog. Here's Bowie. Yes. He's oh, doing another Bowie. cameo. I have to take the squeaky toy away from him, though, because He's so that was, big. The show is very uh, So big, so fast. He is really big, and he's just going to get bigger. Do you know how many pounds he weighs? I don't know, like 70. Like the last time all, I was able to pick them. him up, the last time I was able to pick him up, he was 63 pounds. Damn. And well, now I don't even bother trying. I like a good dog. We just uh, were fostering a cat as of uh -huh. yesterday, which is fun. Yeah. Well, it's always nice. We fostered a cat for two years. Oh, my God. But then um, just like keep him or no he... we ended up, she was feral it was it was such a weird thing and so she only liked me she wasn't really a fan of the other cats but she would attack the other cats and the other cats um one of them got very very sick oh man and so because of that we we're like and it just happened around the same time that someone said that they wanted to adopt her so well, we probably if 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 hector had not gotten sick we probably would have kept her um <laughs> but it was, it was very much a um yeah, it was one of those things where, like, well, this cat has uh, got a year to live, and we have to get yeah. all of our resources, and this cat is... Oh. Mute, buddy, mute. I know, I forgot that I usually put on uh, out of, uh, do not disturb, out of order. All right, I'm going to have to put this puppy in the other room. Uh, I'll talk about electricity for a second. Talk about electricity. Go in there, buddy. So electricity, as you may have heard, powers all this shit. As Robbie it said does. earlier. Oh, that was easy okay. enough. I forgot. You live in the Bay Area, so. Electricity will kill us at any moment now. Yeah, that's less good. Um, yeah, I know. You were saying that everybody comes on says that they're barely surviving. I have done better with the quarantine than I expected. Uh, it did not trigger my crippling anxiety, which is a plus. And since I work from home most of the time anyway, it hasn't been that big of a change during the day. Although it's kind of rough when the day ends and you're like, shit, I have nothing to do, but go right on a there. stupid podcast ideas podcast. I was going to say, that's a tough name also. It is, it is, it is really, it took me a while to, to, and then I kept saying it wrong and I had to go and look at like the graphic I made. I'm like, wait, what did I call this thing? I kept calling it the stupid ideas podcast podcast. I'm like, that's not it. Like, well, I think the first time you brought this up to me, I was like, it's just a podcast to talk about stupid ideas because I have tons of those. But they have to specifically be about something you'd want a podcast about, which made it a little harder. Well, they can stay. You don't have to want to. It's just an idea that you had. And you like immediately you said, oh, oh, that's dumb. 
Yeah. I mean, that's out, most... like, someone from the Wall Street Journal or Washington Post, I don't know, one of those mm -hmm. uh, sites, like, like a book reviewer said something about he had this idea for a podcast about all the books he hasn't read. <laughs> and um, uh, Jonathan, who used to do video for, uh, for Engadget, he tagged me. And then I said, oh, somebody already came up with that idea on the Stupid Podcast Ideas podcast. So this happened after the podcast already aired. Yeah, this happened it after was the out there in the world. Nice. All, already aired. Yeah. So we're making a difference. Did Jonathan uh, come on and talk to you about his stupid ideas? No, I should get him on. I need a I, I, the, the the idea for the podcast, which I've, I've said before, is that it's soup. There, there's low impact. Like I just yes. edit this. I just dropped this in iMovie. I don't edit anything. I cut the, the front. I cut the end. That's it. I, I wrote yeah. the, the theme song in a couple minutes. I made the graphic on uh, on my iPhone while watching TV. This yeah. is yeah. If seven people are listening to the podcast, wow! I know. Hey, hey, all seven of you, Good you're job. welcome. Thank you. Um, so so how how so you know the stay at home order? You work from home. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, do you feel this is something that keeps popping in my head? Um, is that I'm like, oh, I should call this person, usually it's a cousin, I have a lot of family yeah. here, or this friend or whoever, and I should go visit them. And then immediately I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. What am I doing? Do I haven't have, had that. Is that like popping your head? We're like, oh, I should go do this thing. Oh. oh no, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty well adapted to the fact that we can't do anything at all uh, <laughs> mentally in terms of like I want to, but I never think like, oh, we should do this or we should do that. And then, you know, big, like, oh, that's actually not a thing. Uh, my <laughs> little sister just bought a house in Connecticut and I'm like, oh, I wish I could go like visit and see it and help her. But like maybe in six months. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had so that I, happen. I, I still, I, I, I haven't gotten nearly as many cars as I used to, um, but I'm right. still getting cars. Yeah. And the way I've been driving them is that up until recently, I was really just driving them to go do a thing, which I had to do, like you had to get shopping or shopping or shopping or picking up food. And yeah, then on yeah. the way there or on the way back, I would do something to test a car. That way I was doing a thing that I had to do. I wasn't just out like, woo! Work and essential. Yeah. Recently, yeah. they've sort of eased up a little bit in the Bay Area. So I have gone out and just drove, but I still feel like, well, I'm out. I should get something. And I think so, you're allowed to just drive. Yeah. Not hurting anybody. Um, uh, I got in the car yesterday and noticed that um, I drove a whopping total of 41 miles in April. Wow. <laughs> I haven't put gas in the car in almost two months. Um, and yeah, it's just weird. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> There's nowhere to go, yeah. Um, and so, so on that, uh, that happy thought. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, what, what are your, some of your ideas for, for what are well, some of your stupid ideas? Cause you might have, don't tell me your good ideas. Cause you I don't think I have, so I'm not very creative, so I don't think I have any good ideas. Uh, I certainly have at least two bad ones that I've been tossing around. Uh, and one of them is particularly relevant for these times because it's about grocery shopping. Uh -huh. So backing up a little bit in the normal times, for some reason, I don't know. In the before like, four time. Right. In the before times. I like going grocery shopping. I like seeing <laughs> different stores are weird. And it's become like a little like Nate meme. Like Nate, like, oh, he's, you know, he's he, where you go in Europe. Well, he went to the grocery store in Portugal or whatever. Um, 
and uh, a Sprouts Market, the first one in Philadelphia, opened like a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. I went and I went with my wife and uh, we met a friend of ours there and we like went to the store and experienced the excitement of a brand new bougie grocery store opening. Yeah. And we were talking like, this should be the podcast. Like you need to have a podcast where you review every grocery store you go to, basically. Or like... I, I, um, I like this idea. Okay. Yeah, first of all, I don't think it's got legs. <laughs> <laughs> but then, Lori, I couldn't post every week yeah. or even every month necessarily, but I could do like special episodes. Like clearly there's a quarantine episode to be done here. I think there's, there's because um, if you go, to, like I will go to the same grocery store typically. Once I find a grocery store in the area that I live, that's the one I, I go to. When I lived in San Francisco, I went to the grocery store that was near Ocean Beach. That was my grocery store. There was another grocery store near my house, another Safeway, but it was yep. all, we called it, my wife and I uh, uh, lovingly referred to it as shit show Safeway because the parking lot's kind of a mess and it's near the park and it was always just the- it There was, was a Safeway in, near Bernal that I used to go to or try to, try to avoid going to because it was also a shit show. Yeah, so we had Beach Safeway, you had Shit Show Safeway, yep. you had Meat Market Safeway, which was in the marina where people would go and meet people to like date. And... Anyway, so I went to this one Safeway and you learn, I knew where everything was. And when I yes. made my list, I had the list set up. I would move everything in the list to where it was in relation to, to, to the, uh, the store. We moved yeah. here and both stores, since we've moved here, have changed their layout. And I hate them both for it. That's like, terrible. See, boom. You'd be a perfect guest to have on my podcast, which is Stupid Grocery Store Podcast. Um, no, I like, I like your experience here about you move and you find the one you want. So when we moved to California from Boston, not only was it, um, you know, we had to figure out the right store, but different brands, you know, uh, there's Lucky, there's Safeway. Now, I believe that Safeway is the same as what here in Philadelphia we have Acme, which I believe is the same as in Boston. They had Shaw's, mm-hmm. all the same family, you see. So they're similar, but not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Now, in California, we lived above a Whole Foods, which made things both easy and terrible because it sucked all the money that we didn't have that was already going to oh, rent. Yeah. So that was something. Uh, but eventually, weirdly enough, we went to a Safeway in. Pacifica. I don't remember why we went there the first time, but it's a gorgeous drive. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the ocean. It's just like you're in this like weird little hippie town. Have you been down to Pacifica much? That's where I serve. And it's say, right. Safeway. I've been to that Safeway before. It's near the Taco, the Beach Taco Bell, which yes, is the, which is the fanciest Taco Bell in the universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but eventually, I mean, it, that was like a go-to, but it didn't have like the best produce. It was like fine, but not great. Um, eventually we went, started going to a lucky in Daly city, which is just South, which was just South of Bernal Heights, like a less than 10 minute drive probably. Yeah. And I was like, I've never heard of lucky, but this place was the bomb. And then like a month after we discovered it and we're like, yes, this is the one they closed to renovations for like three months. <laughs> so like, I was like, Shit. it opened up. Everything was everywhere, but it was great. They had like a juice bar. Like, it wasn't like, it was still, like a pretty like straight up supermarket, but it had like enough niceties that made you like, oh yeah. So that finally was the one. Anyway, <laughs> I think we've just done the podcast. I think that's it. We're doing the podcast right now. This so is my grocery I think, store I history. Think, 
you, I, I think you, you have to like um, have a, a script or at least a template for this podcast where you talk about location, parking lot. Parking is very oh, yeah. essential. Um, and then you just sort of break it down things that you, uh, you, you need in a major, you know, supermarket, you know, yeah. where everything's, where everything is at. Does it make sense? Right. Do these lo- things logically go together or no? The deodorant next to the produce, that doesn't make sense. You know. How's the bakery? How are you preparing the bakery, foods? some bakery, the deli, some Safeway delis are just a train wreck. Some oh, are yeah. very nice. Um, so yeah, I think you could do that, but. The Safeway near the old Engadget office was pretty good for a city store. Yeah. Yeah. It was always, the, 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 the self-checkout line was always insanely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like just so, go over. There was, there was no one in the regular checkout line. That was the weird thing about that Safeway. You're like, well, I'm just gonna walk over with these chips and. Boop, boop. I so I I could do a whole episode about the problem with self checkout. I feel like every fucking time I try to do self checkout because I think I'm beating the system and I'm gonna be fast. It ends up everything goes wrong. It's like, oh, you didn't put your bag on the thing. You can't read the thing. thing. Yeah, it's terrible. I, think it's down more, it's, yeah. I mean, like, I get, like, right now it's a good thing to use, certainly. But I generally feel like it's one of the biggest scams that the grocery, uh, that big grocery has pulled over us. Um, and there's a person there. So there's still, right. you know, you're not, you're not, you're not reducing, like, costs of, of employees. Yeah. You're, you're just trying to, like, deviate people from, from uh, you know, that, that 15 or less line. Yep, exactly. Like, you know, if uh, we just split them up and let them do it themselves they'll feel like they know what they're doing, but we know they're just going to, it's going to take longer. Yeah. Um, back in, in Boston, there was a, a stop and shop that had these little like zappers you would check out and take with you and scan things as you went and bag it as you go. And then when you're done, you just like hit the self checkout line with your scanner. It's like, boom, there's your order and you pay and you're out. So like, do you think you about that? When you get, when you get a, like a wedding registry, yeah, it is like making a wedding registry. Except you actually. get to eat and you're done. You're, yeah. Not, you're not essentially begging your friends and family to buy you to things. buy you shit, yeah. I need a casserole dish and there's no way in hell I'm going to buy it because come on, who buys a casserole dish? Just give me, give me, give me, give me. I mean, how long have you been married? What year is it? 2000 uh, years. 14, yeah. 14 years. So all your registry shit is long gone by now. We still have a few plates. Um <laughs> A bunch of people in the U- my wife is from the UK, so a bunch of people in the UK wow. bundled a bunch of money for us to buy a uh, a Dyson vacuum cleaner, which we still have. Um, I think we still have a few other things, but yeah. like some of the stuff, like we you never use, like you know, here's five crock pots. We got a crock pot from our realtor as a housewarming gift because we talked about how we needed one. <laughs> uh, because we burnt out the old one making food for our old hospice dog. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Hospice dog, soft. Yeah. Um, so, what? yeah, I would agree with you about the need for a script because it could get pretty off the rails pretty quickly. But I think that having special episodes, like a quarantine episode or, you know, this store just opened celebratory episode, you know, you could have special editions like that, I think. Um, new whole foods is in the area and you go around well i mean like oh well, there's no money it's gone maybe maybe um how's your grocery experience been since this has all gone down what do you got what have you been doing for food mostly uh well we've been eating uh, good. good that's good i've been eating like all the carbs that's i've yeah. been carb loading for the apocalypse yep 
so I'm sure so it's going to slow you down though. So it's kind of like counterintuitive. So because I haven't been doing anything to offset the carb, I'm carb loading for, for sitting on the couch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have like two stores and I would just go back and forth. There's a Safeway yeah. and Lucky near us. And, yep. and depending on like what I want, I would go to that store and just grab all our stuff. You just try like in and out real quick. No, there's no real quick when it comes to in and out because everyone, I think everyone trusts in and out more than they trust other. A, in and out's better. B, I think everyone trusts it because the people who work there get paid better. Mm. Um, they all seem happy and you can see what's going on at in and out. Right. You know, so you know I mean? it's not nasty. You can see the cleanliness. So every time you've gone to in and out have you ever gone to a dirty in and out That doesn't exist. No, I guess that's true. Those counters are always so sparkling. Yeah, everything is clean. So even you're like, well, what should we get for food? Oh, let's go in and out So the in and out there's actually an in and out maybe a half mile from my house. Oh, man. And um, it is the line for it uh, goes for uh, probably a quarter mile at this point. Jesus. <laughs> Because it, it winds out then back to the road. That's, it's like this very long. That's dangerous. <laughs> so it stops at the road. But then like the other day, there were people on the main road. Like, so it goes yeah. up and then right and then around. It's it's very, but you you can't go anywhere anyway. And if you're like, oh, I want to go up. I want to get out of my house. Sitting in my car, listening to music while waiting for delicious food seems a lot better than it used to. Yeah. It's a low bar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your 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 food shopping pretty much not. It's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, we we. The only reason I ask is because like the um, there's a there's a grocery like a, you know some I live like in the city so um, some of the groceries are like kind of you know like a small little like city one or whatever yeah. and those are not so much fun right now. You go in and you're like, oh my god, like there's no way to socially distance. Like it's just. Two two packs, so I'm like I'm not going in there unless I like really have to. We just kind of go in off off peak. There's a Target near where I live. We haven't been to Target the entire mm. time. This has happened just because I'm like no. But I drove oh, it was, by. It wasn't too bad. I drove by it and there was people out lined up outside. We've been to Home Depot a couple times, and that also you can only they're keeping people from going inside. Like I tried to go to Home Depot, uh, but the line was so long. I was like, I don't care this much. Like I was I was shocked. Like went to a grocery. And, you know, there's like five people or five couples or five groups ahead of me. And, you know, that's like, yeah, no big deal. Five, less than 10 minutes and I'm in. And, it, and inside the store, it felt good. It wasn't like too crowded at all. So that was, I pre- appreciate that. Whole, uh, Home Depot is a whole other story. It was just totally nuts. I was like, I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. so what's your second, what is your second podcast right. idea? Second idea. Is it uh, line at Home Depot? No, it okay. has to do with the... TV show Friends, which, as you may know, celebrated its 25th anniversary last year. 25 years of mediocrity. Go on. Exactly. <laughs> but, and so, you know, there's so many, like, rewatch podcasts, right? Like, we're going through this show, that show. Like, you know, I think if you're a fan of the show, it's definitely entertaining. Um, I don't know if you did the West Wing at all, but the West Wing weekly podcast was pretty pretty entertaining. Oh, cool. I've been, I've been listening to The Office Ladies, which I've mentioned a few times on yeah. this show. Uh, because it is delightful because they're best friends yes. and you can just feel the the joy they have just hanging out with each other, talking about a job they had for 10 years. Yeah, they are delightful. Um, and West Wing Weekly is good because it's uh, Rishi K. Shearway from Sound- Song Splitter, who's uh-huh. just a good, a good podcast host. And the other guy who does it is Josh Molina, who was on the show. 
Uh, I don't know how they became, he was on it for like four or five seasons. I don't know how they became friends, but like they're both huge West Wing nerds too. So just like, yeah, just works. Um, the Friends podcast is a little different because I want it to be about all of the like really mundane things that you notice. Like not about the plot, not about how implausible the things are. I want to be like, oh, in this episode, they like removed the like weird wooden panel that they had in the first season that kind of blocked action sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or like basically in every episode, there's something the, like the dumb. beige Easter eggs of France. Yeah, kind of. I feel like I feel like every episode there's got to be at least like one thing like that. Or I guess I should say it's not like entire. You know, it can be about the plot or related to things that are happening, but it's got to be like really in the weeds shit that like no one else would think about. <laughs> and like you want, I want to put it into your head so now you can't not notice it. Yeah. So like you're watching every episode like the Sapruder film. Hmm. Like, that's a good way uh, to put it yeah notes. all right back into the left what's wrong wait he changed hands yeah he was like holding those keys or that monkey yeah but not even like i don't want to get into like continuity errors yeah because like every you know every show has those uh particularly from that time frame i think it's more about just like digging into the mundane shit like not the big plots just like the really like why or, or why did like this was this was implausible for this reason like they could you know if this episode was in real time like they were all freaking out about being late to the thing but like if you know in new york city it takes 20 minutes to get anywhere on the subway for starters so they must have had you know just like okay where were they going what subway line would they have had to take you know here's how it's not going to work the reality around the friends universe like Kinda, how it yeah. if it was a real show in a real place yeah and and stuff like that yeah and like let's like get right out of the way we know the apartment is expensive but she says in there it's her grandmother's and it's rent controlled and she just got it so like everyone who freaks out about that being a big plot hole like it's right there they address it at least two or three times so the reason i, I know so much about friends is not because i actually like it that much i prefer seinfeld but mm-hmm. it's become one of those things that like is used as a like before bed sleep aid sometimes just watching like seven minutes of an episode to just put you right to sleep kind of yeah it's like it's become just like a like weird habit at this point um and so as you do this for years on end you start to notice these weird things (laughs) all right i could see that i think there's and i think there's enough friends uh there there are enough friends fans yeah to make this something that like the, this weird deep dive into the friends universe outside of what they're doing at this moment and, and how things have changed that yeah. I think you, you get at least 10 episodes before everyone would stop listening. That's pretty good. Or, and unless you can make it like super weird, deep, like if it has to be, you have to like really make it weird. Yeah. And I think I'd have really to like, find, like the weird, eccentricities of the show or, 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 or decisions that they made in the show or decisions that they made within that plot line. And you, the last thing you want to do is always say, you know, if they had a cell phone, then this wouldn't right. have happened. No, that, yeah, that's another thing like that's over. Um, yeah. Now that you're walking through this, I'm like, it would take more work than perhaps. Oh, it's so gonna be, it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, and it works. Like, it, to... it helps that you were alive and a coherent adult while the show was out. Right. I was like, I was a little young when it started, but you know, I definitely was like a 
you know, human being for sure. Good enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the notion of like getting like really stupidly deep into something in a way that even people who like it won't find fun is like a great idea. Like that seems like a perfect way to, uh, you know, get fans. Uh, and that's, this actually reminds me of another stupid podcast idea I had once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before all this even, um, and most of these ideas I've had before all this, this one is semi-related because it's also about like getting into the, the details that nobody cares about. And it was, um, I was talking to my sister about the whole meme where it's like, you know, nobody, absolutely nobody. And then like me, something, something. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of hate because it doesn't really make sense. That's the whole point of it. No, but like it. No, it's like a non sequitur meme. It's the no, meme. no, no. But I think that, like, no one it, asked for this, and here you go. <laughs> no yeah, one. Asked, I, or no one asked for this thing, and you're like, I'm gonna do a friend podcast about mediocrity. <laughs> I think that at the time when it was popular, I was seeing people using it in a in a in the way that didn't logically make sense mm -hmm. but it's been months since i've had this conversation and months have felt like years so i can't remember so putting that aside uh i think my example was nobody absolutely nobody and me how about a an episode where i discuss the differences between the studio recordings and live performances of every u2 song in their catalog <laughs> See, okay, so that is um, that is a actually a good podcast idea because you're gonna have a, you're gonna have people who will listen who listen to YouTube. YouTube has a very strong following. A lot of them are probably Irish, but they do have this 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 very uh, strong following. And even if they don't, even if you're just sort of a casual YouTube listener, you will find that song that you like, right? And listen, listen to, to that it. episode. Yeah, but how will you find it? Well, I would assume every episode would have the name of the song. True. Because you would break down each song, the, yep. you know, the, the yep. live version of Where the Streets Have No Name versus the album version of Where the yep. Streets Have No Name. Yep. And then you would break down, like, oh, well, in this party did this, and then this, and then this. And I think it would, what would be helpful is if you had, like, guests who would come on, like, maybe sometimes you can get, like, a studio engineer. Yeah, yeah. Someone, or someone who was at the concert where that was being, that's actually a, uh, a pretty good podcast because I think it there's a lot of podcasts some production like cutting between like the studio yeah. and the live like here they do this here they do that um and the reason I think that I picked you too is because uh I know their music well and I do like them but I also know that lots of people don't like them so <laughs> you know in a in a nobody absolutely nobody meme they seem like the right band to be doing this deep dive on I I I I kind of understand the U2 hate, but the most, but I also um, have to remember that uh, Bono helped erase debt in Africa. What has the guy from, you know, Bare Naked Ladies done? What has Dave yeah. Matthews done lately? Yeah, I know, uh, you know, I'll say <laughs> like, that. Oh, he did like this nice thing. Or like, Bono erased billions of dollars in debt for entire nations. <laughs> Oh, but f but fuck him for being so s smarmy and self-righteous, though. He is kind of smarmy and self-righteous, but... Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I, I get it. I think it's, it's, it's become, you know, this, this thing's taken on life of its own. Uh, 
and makes it hard to enjoy them sometimes, which uh, bothers me. But you know, I can still put on the, the albums and listen to it myself. So fuck don't, everybody. Don't, don't let this, you don't, don't let people. Uh, no, no, I, I have to listen to the internet. Okay, I'm just. Uh, that's the worst, worst possible thing to do. But yeah, there could be some, I mean, you know what? And like, why limit it? If you know, if one actually turned into a, a good ideas podcast, why limit it to one band? It could just be like, yeah, you could do it. About- pick iconic, iconic live acts, compare their music, you know? Like, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, 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 I mean, Prince's live shows. Yeah. I mean, song that's like four minutes long, but live it's 13. I remember the first time I saw him, I think it was a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing where they were playing While well, My Guitar Gently Weeps and he was one of the musicians playing. Does this ring any bells to you? Yes, and he came out. And that he did fucking guitar solo was just absurdly good. And you're like, damn. And then the he, first... threw the, he threw the guitar into the air and it, never, and it just disappeared. Right, because he's magic. Because he's a magic man. I've had yeah. people who have told me that they found, um, they found it slightly uh, because he sort of... I, there's... Prince is an amazing guitarist and people don't give him enough credit for his musicianship right. as a guitarist, as, as a soloist, as, as just what, how everything he does, because right. there is a, like he could just join a band and just be the dude who plays lead guitar and fucking kill it. Exactly. Um, because there is this, besides uh, Jimi Hendrix, there is a long line of just old white dudes mm-hmm. for these guitarists. And Clapton. I think people, Clapton, and a bunch of other white people. Um, no offense intended, but you know. No offense to Eddie Van Halen, you know, these, these yeah, are yeah, wonderful yeah. guitarists. Um, but I don't, Prince never fit into that mold. So people I think have, have, have sort of. Yeah, no, he wasn't, he was, he was never a guitar hero. Yes, he was never a guitar hero, but he should have been because he was. He's that fucking good. Probably one of the best guitarists ever. Yeah. And the, the idea that he is not, on par with those people who are on that stage is ludicrous. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, like, what's Prince doing here? And it's like, oh, I'm just like melting everybody's faces. Exactly. Um, that well, reminds me when- He's being a goddamn rock star. Yeah. Um, when he died, uh, David Gilmore from Pink Floyd was on tour and they did this thing where um, they were playing Comfortably Numb at the end of their shows. And uh, before like going into the like main, like last solo, they just did this like super subtle, uh, like purple rainy reprise thing, like no vocals, but just like the music kind of like shifted in key yeah. and like hit on this thing. And like the whole stage was just purple. And then they did that for like a minute and then like it just went seamlessly right back into like Comfortably Numb. And I was like, that was such a fucking classy, like tribute to the dude from like, yeah. you know, like old white guitarists um, wouldn't have expected it necessarily, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's that sounds, yeah. Just do a Prince podcast, but no, yeah, but the, the podcast you can do stuff, Pink Floyd stuff. Yeah, shit. All of a sudden, I've got a real idea here. Now you got a real idea. Sorry. Well, be a, okay. So uh, first, here's a question for you: Has anybody come out of these uh, conversations with a good idea? I think they're there. So, so this is how it works. People tell me their idea, and either I'm like, "Oh, that's dumb," or right. Like I've done with a couple of these is that I try I in my brain, my brain wants to fix everything. Yeah. How I'm programmed. And so I try to come up with ways to make it like work. Positive. <laughs> positive or or at least work. Some of the yeah. ideas are just like, oh, these are dumb. And the person's like, I know. Yeah. 
but you know, sometimes I have an idea that someone will pitch an idea and I'm like, oh, you could do it if you did like this, but it's going to be a shit ton of work. Right. Um, I know the music podcast, there are other podcasts that are similar. They take, sure. uh, but some of them will take like individual songs and they'll just talk about that song or they'll yeah. take, uh, they'll talk about an album or they'll talk about uh, an artist during a certain period in their, in their, in their career. But yeah, I, I haven't seen or heard of anyone doing one where it's, this is the difference between the live version and this is the difference between the studio version. And this is how they work together and how they don't and what this means for that person. And yeah, and I think the, the biggest problem is trying to find uh, people. Uh, you have to find guests. Yeah, definitely. But with the right guests, it could be kind of cool. Yeah, if you can get like um, a studio engineer, even yeah. at the the guy who did the sound at the show would be. Yeah. yeah. So you've been doing this for a few, like a, a bit now. <laughs> um, yeah, have you come nice up with any good, mind. stupid ideas of your own? I mean, you've clearly got this stupid idea. No, but. I Here's the thing is that all podcast, I, I used to produce, we used to have a podcast when I, um, when I ran MacLife.com. Oh, man. We had a podcast that we recorded and I produced and I had to edit it and put it together and do all this stuff and put, and it was such a, it, it's such, it's so much work. Yeah. It's just so much work for something that I, I feel like most people aren't going to listen to. Yeah. Whereas this show, it's very little no work. No work, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very little work for something that people aren't going to listen to. Yeah. Which is fine. It's Which the right I'm, Venn diagram of effort and reward. Yes. There's a very, yeah. It's just like, ah, I have a very they're little both, effort. They're both, they're both small. They're both very small. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I got to talk to somebody. Right. They talk to me. If three people listen to it, that's two more than I expected. Right. They, they also to got to hang out and yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a little endeavor that as soon as people don't want to talk to me anymore, I'll just stop doing it. Yeah. I'm not now, as a music guy, have you tried to do any collaborative, uh, you know, distance to music creation? Yeah. So, um, my friend Micah, who works at Kelly Blue Book, um, we've known each other since we were teenagers, and we were in a band together. Um, Which one? I was like nineteen. Back in the day. Yeah, we were in a band. We used to play at Jerry's Pizza in Bakersfield. Nice. Um, we were in this punk band. And then we, you know, we started living our lives. And of course the band yep. didn't survive that because neither of us live in Tehachapi anymore. Um, but a few, when I first started uh, North American Scum, the main band, um, after a few um, shows, our keyboardist left. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have anyone to play keyboards. So one day I said, hey, the 20th anniversary of Nirvana's Nevermind is coming up. Why don't we just do that? We'll get a, sh we'll, we'll, we'll find the date We'll, we'll, we'll book a show for that date and we'll play Nevermind from front to end. Yep. Which was difficult because I hadn't learned how to scream sing yet. And the first oh, yeah. song is Smells Like Teen Spirit. So <laughs> there's, there's no time to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, our regular bass player was like, you know what? I really, really liked, I, 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 he had reasons for not doing the, the show. Yeah. So Micah, um, he stepped in and played bass. And he lived in LA. So he learned, we all, we practiced separately. He came up okay. one day, we got it. We played the show. It was great. Whatever. Nice. Um, when the Tiger King, like insanity was happening, he went online on, on, he's, he's got a huge Instagram following now. Oh, okay. He went online and he did this, he did a, um, uh, an acoustic version of when I see a tiger, tiger saw a man, that song. So he did the chord. I actually, so 
I've I've actually been pretty uh, inoculated against anything Tiger King somehow. Okay, I'll so just the, take your word for it. The guy a song. Thinks he's got a bunch of albums. One of them has a song about seeing a tiger, tiger seeing a man. Now they're best friends. Whatever. Got it. That, that's that's essentially the chorus. So he played a part of it, and I thought it was funny. And so I said, "Hey, I'm going to do a synth version of that, like this weird, <laughs> weird synth version." He's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And we were going to do uh, like this challenge. So I made the synth oh. version of that, and we put it up. And then the guitarist for one of my for for my Devo band, mm. he did. Um, he did a version like with like a crazy because he's in a, he has this like original punk band that he did, played, mm-hmm. um, and so we did that. And since then, there's a couple other like weird little things. People have sent me music, asked me to write lyrics, and Ooh. I'm supposed to do something with my my band Drastic Cats. But it's very difficult to do anything creative right now. Yeah, I've that's just like a general yeah. statement, right? Like it doesn't matter if it's uh, with the added challenge of being remote or not. Yeah. I mean, when this all started, I was like, I should try and take some time to like do some shit that I've always wanted to do over this extra time. And like, it's great if you've been able to do that. Uh, but I think it's a lot harder than, you know, maybe you thought it would be two months ago. And, you know, as everyone is saying, like just getting up and like staying together is enough of a challenge. So like, don't put added pressure on yourself to be creative necessarily. Yeah, that, that that sort of meme that was going around that that Shakespeare who I don't really like Shakespeare. I don't care. I don't yeah. care who knows. Um he wrote some one of his goddamn plays while in yeah. quarantine during the Okay, sure. Yep, yep. I don't know. He wrote this thing while under so a you should be able to fucking learn Spanish. You, you should have like, fuck you. First of all, he he was he didn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have to get up at he didn't have to get up at eight o'clock every morning and do a bunch of writing. Dick. <laughs> Dick. So it wasn't like he wasn't he was like, oh shit, I gotta write five articles today and then I'm gonna work on Hamlet. Yeah. Fuck you, Shakespeare. Anyway, and fuck that whole idea that you should be you should be hustling right now. And like you'll hustle I mean, when you hustle. You'll do the thing you want to do when you do it. Don't don't feel obligated to learn guitar or write a poem or finish that play or whatever thing you, you, you think you need to do, just do whatever makes, keeps you safe. Yeah. I mean, if you can, great, but like, if you can do it, that's awesome. Like yeah. I should have learned to play guitar years ago and I still haven't done it. And I felt like this is the perfect opportunity. Nope. Do you play any instrument? Uh, do you, do you find I, your, do you feel you're proficient at any particular instrument? I can Drums? play. The the, uh, the drums is the one where I'm proficient. Okay. Like you can just yeah. like, hey, we're gonna play a show. You got a week. Oh yeah, guitar. Um, I can play what I if I'm told what the just right. like this is here. Like yeah. I I can figure it out. I understand timing, which makes it right. easy, and I can do all the strumming. But I don't yeah. know what. Oh, go to a D. I don't know. I don't know what that. What that go means. to five. Go to yeah. I'm just like huh? what? Huh? You'll get there. You'll get yeah. there um keyboards like synths and stuff is but a, you've been strumming around on guitars for years since i was like 20. so that's really interesting years uh, it's of, really of, interesting to me because um i'm gonna bring it back around to you too for a second uh bono was a notoriously terrible guitar player um he would play on like three to five songs a night sometimes you usually wouldn't even be able to hear him uh 
and you know he's credited in almost all their albums for having like little bits of guitar added to certain songs but like you know nothing about his his stylings and i'm just like part of me is like man he's a musician he's been playing for you know 20 30 40 years whatever like how did he not progress to some point you and like this if, if, have- if it's not a thing that you need to do then you don't do it i you know like it just seems like being you, around the instrument for so long, you'd get some sort of natural I think comfort level. For a lot of musicians, and this is, this is true for a lot of the bands I have, is that you have to have a goal and you have to be able to meet that goal. And yeah. if the goal is to, have a, to, to, to be as good as the edge, he doesn't, he doesn't have to play guitar. That's no. the thing. He well, like the, he hurt, he hurt his shoulder like five years ago and like stopped playing the guitar. Yeah, and like sure. made zero difference. Yeah, they can they can bring on another person just to play guitar for those two or three songs. Right. They he has the edge. He doesn't have to learn guitar. So if you don't have that goal, and the goal has to end with you being embarrassed if you don't do the thing, like yeah. whenever the bands have to learn songs, any of the bands, um, okay, we have a show, and once we have a yeah. show. Then as we you get the fear. closer to the show, everyone sorts to like getting better and better at what their part is in the band. Yeah. If you don't have that goal, that's when you have bands just sort of flounder. People don't show up to practice. Like, oh, oh what's the matter? Yep. We're not playing anywhere. Yep. So you have to have a goal. And you I need think the fear. Yeah, and fear. The fear of, of embarrassment yeah. um, of, of sort of messing up in, in front of a bunch It's of just interesting because like I compare it with uh, – you know, Pearl Jam and everybody thinks of, of Ed Vedder as a, as a singer, you know, a really good singer primarily. Um, and he started playing the guitar. I think, I mean, I don't know when he started playing the guitar, but when the band first started, he didn't play on stage. And then he started playing on a few of his songs that he wrote. And then, you know, a few years later, he's playing on like half a set. And he's, you know, he's not like a, a technical wizard, but he seems clearly very comfortable with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he writes stuff on the guitar, obviously. But it's just interesting to compare like, you know, oh, okay. Like you can see, like as this band became a thing, like it became a thing he cared about. Versus, this is, like, this is your fourth. This is your fifth podcast. No, fourth, fifth. I don't know. It's another podcast. Fourth, idea, like front men who uh, who either learn play guitar or don't. Right. <laughs> you talk about the Tom York is obviously the evolution of like Tom York. Who is like you see them play guitar? I'm like, oh, this guy a, knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a competent guitarist. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I've got some work to do. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> clearly, I've got like four I got, podcasts. I got I got work to do. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm in like I've got all these fabulous ideas now. Yeah. Uh, so thanks everybody for uh, listening to this week's uh, stupid podcast ideas podcast. See, I almost forgot the name. Uh, there's a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday until people just don't want to talk to me about uh, the front men who don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Nate, for uh, joining me, and thank you for listening or watching or whatever you're doing.